back to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. So we've talked a lot about the issue that uh, minimum wage, this increase is going to force a lot of businesses, small businesses, big businesses to make decisions, tough decisions. And I suspect over the next few weeks, months, we're going to start hearing even more stories of what business owners have to do to keep up with all the additional costs. And we'll also hear stories of those who are paying a price. But we are starting to hear some interesting stories out of big business franchises. And we're not going to name them until we can you know, verify conclusively that they're being sent out or what these notices are. But folks in a small town in Coburg say that one business is telling its employees that because of steep increases, employees will no longer be paid for breaks. Benefits and dental coverage uh, will remain, but employees will be paying significantly more depending on how long they have worked there. And incentives like, you know, working your birthday and getting a day off for that, that kind of stuff is being canceled. So is this a new norm? Are we going to see collectively businesses out there starting to give employees, um, you know, a new set of rules? And I mean, can they change the rules on the fly that quickly? Is it even legal? Let's find out. Lior Semfiro, you know him from the Employment Hour. We know him from that as well. Uh, but he's also a labor employment law expert. Good to have you, sir. Good to be with you, Alex. All right. So without naming names of, of any particular company, um, if an employee gets some kind of letter, um, what are you, what advice would you give them? So, Alex, a situation like this where the employer essentially is trying to shift uh, its uh, additional cost to the employees by trying to save money uh, at the expense of the employees, these types of changes are, are actually illegal. An employer is not generally allowed to change the terms of employment in a significant way, in a unilateral way such as uh, we've heard about this establishment out in Coburg. Now, the fact that the employer is not allowed to do this does not necessarily mean that there's a way to stop the employer. What it means is that this gives the employee an option, which is they can accept the change, continue working with a new norm, or they can treat their employment as being terminated and leave with severance. This is what we call a constructive dismissal. So in this situation where now the employees are going to be making less money, uh, you know, they're not going to be paid for breaks, they're going to have to pay for their own benefits, it's going to hit them in the pocket. They have the choice if they want to, to say, no, that's not the deal. That's not our agreement. Mm -hmm. And because of that, we're going to leave, we're going to make you, employer, pay us our full severance. So this particular employer and others like it may find themselves uh, losing good employees and then having to pay big bucks by way of severance so potentially offsetting what they were trying to do to begin with, which is to save money. Right. Okay. And so while big businesses or businesses, I'm not saying big or small, if a business does that or has been pushed to what they believe that they have to do, is there any kind of um, anything they can fall back on to say, look, we have to recover costs. The government didn't give us any heads up about this. And so we have no choice but to renegotiate uh, your your employment. Well, it, it, there's the, be, the most legal way to do this, the smartest way, is to actually address these issues at the beginning of the employment relationship and to put terms in the employment agreement that give the employer the, the, the power, the ability to make these changes. 
So if you start a job and your employment agreement says, we, uh, we have the discretion to change some of these terms of employment, then later on, if the employer needs to use that power, they can do it. Mm-hmm. Another way to do it is to give the employee sufficient advance notice of these changes. So rather than say, we're letting you know that effective tomorrow these changes take place, you would need to give sufficient notice. Now, how much notice depends on a number of factors. The longer the employees have worked for the company, the more notice they would be owed. But certainly with proper and sufficient advance notice, these changes can happen. What this particular employer uh, in Coburg is alleged to be doing is to make these changes immediate, which is something that's uh, not otherwise allowed. It's illegal, which could, which could result in a constructive dismissal. It could. And it also could be that there are a lot of uneducated um, employees, vulnerable employees who may not know their rights and who may just, you know, either sign on the dotted line or just accept it. Uh, so they may not realize that they have they have particular rights. Well, that's exactly right. A lot of the employees, as you said, will not realize that they have these rights. They're not going to be aware. But some other employees that may realize they have these rights when they understand that the way to enforce their rights is to essentially quit their job and pursue their severance, they may consider that to be a very unattractive option as well. So as a matter of of just practical uh, considerations, they may choose to accept these changes. Now, one thing to to understand here, and I've always said this on my show, is once you let an employer make these changes that they would not otherwise be allowed to, to make, once you kind of open that door, you've given the employer the right to do it again in the future. And at that point, when they do it again in the future, you won't have the right to treat that as a constructive dismissal. So some of these employees may say, fine, I'll be a good team player. I'll accept these changes. The problem with that is if next month the company says, now we're going to also change the following terms as well, they may not be able to do anything about it. So there's some real serious considerations that employees have to keep in mind whenever they're faced with changes to the Mm -hmm. terms of employment. One thing I did, I covered the technical briefing when this particular policy came out. So I got a really in-depth look at at how it will work and and, and the costs. And uh, so I remember, but I remember specifically one area that in this legislation, something that has not really been talked about is the legislation has made it easier for businesses to unionize, even a small business. So I suspect um, that there will be unions now taking advantage of this and going to whether it's restaurant franchises or businesses and saying, hey, you can unionize, therefore, uh, one way to fight back. So this could actually create all sorts of issues. Oh, absolutely. And I, I uh, had the uh, the Minister of Labor on my uh, radio program a couple of weeks back. Kevin Flynn, yeah. These, Kevin Flynn, exactly. And, you know, he, he gave the good line about, you know, why this is so good for everyone. But I... I, I I feel differently here, and a lot of employers and employees that I've spoken with are very concerned about what this means to their business, to their jobs, and you know, em- employers are going to have to find a way to save this money. Either that that cost, the extra cost, is going to try to uh, is going to be sent out to the consumer. For example, a franchise can't do that, so they're going to have to do that at the backs of their employees. Some of these employees may fight back. Some of these employees may choose to unionize, which is which is again going to be counterproductive mm-hmm. to what the employer is trying to achieve. So I, I just don't feel personally that these changes were properly thought out. No, I don't think. Well, they weren't. And uh, and it was a very quick policy made on the fly. Other, otherwise, Lear, we would have seen the cost-benefit analysis. And the fact that the government did not release any of that tells you that they didn't do the research um, because they wanted to get the headlines for, for this vote grab. But bottom line is, if a business, a small business is forced to unionize, they're not going to do that. They'll simply just close down. 
Yeah, a lot of these businesses simply can't afford to unionize. Uh, it, it would be, you know, a yeah. death blow for them, so they probably would shut down. And, and I've already spoken with some businesses that have told me exactly yeah. that, that if we have to face union situation, we're done. We can't operate. Our margins are thin enough as it is. Uh, and, and, of course, that is completely counterproductive to what we all are hoping to achieve uh, in, in this province. Yeah. All right. Stay tuned. Lior, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Lior Sanfiro, you can always catch him on the Employment Hour Mondays and Wednesdays here on Global News Radio.